experience as far as wisdom and instruction and then goes on to caution people against temptations and warns about the dire consequences if uh, people are not standing strong. So it might be tempting to abbreviate the teaching understanding of wisdom simply to a list of do's and don'ts, to obeying a set of rules. But then Solomon goes a lot deeper and uh, one of the examples would be in Proverbs 3. So if you are there in, in Proverbs 1, you can just, just gl- uh, gloss over the next page where he talks about in Proverbs 3 from verses 5 to 7. And you can read there in Proverbs 3 verse from verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. You see, fearing fearing the Lord, shunning evil is excellent and morally sound. But it's not enough to explain every facet of life, not enough to explain the complexities because sometimes bad things happen to good people. So what is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is a deep inward realization that God is God and we are not. That God knows exactly what he's doing. Most of the time we don't. Unlike us, there's no trial and error with God. There's only amazing purpose and design. So one of the key building blocks of true wisdom is therefore the vulnerable, the unconditional trust in the providence and the unfathomable love which God has for his creation and especially for us as his children, even in dark and challenging times. That is wisdom. But then Paul uh, lends some further insight to this in, in, in his let, his first uh, letter to the church at Corinth. Um, and I'd like us to read it together. So if you, uh, if you can. If you can turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1. Just read a couple of verses there. I want to read from verse 18 to 20 to start off with. So here Paul writes, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? And then towards the end of the chapter, Paul lands with this in verse 30 and 31. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. So the starting point for understanding wisdom is therefore our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know it's through Jesus in the natural order that everything was created. It's through Jesus that we find redemption and the opportunity to be reconciled to our creator. It's through Jesus blessing us as believers with his Holy Spirit that we find our daily guidance, our sustenance. As we are on this journey, 
point, achieving the destiny as believers, which is to be ultimately in the presence of God. So we can go further and we can talk more about wisdom, but I reckon for today's discussion, as we lay a foundation for the rest of what's to follow, if we can agree on the basic principles that we've highlighted about what wisdom is. So where would we get wisdom from, right? If that's wisdom, but where does it come from? Now, all our hearers of the faith in terms of the Old and New Testament, I think they agree. They knew where wisdom comes from. So you could actually take your pick in God's word in terms of where it comes from. Um, I thought I'd like to share with you a couple of words from the poem of Job in Job 28. So if we can turn to Job 28 and just look at that together, we're not going to read the whole chapter. So if you've got Job 28 open, uh, we're going to read there from verse 12 to 15 to start off with. Job 28, 15. But where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? Man does not comprehend its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it's not in me. The sea says, it's not with me. It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed in silver. He continues in verse 20. Where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It's hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say, only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows where it dwells. And then Job concludes chapter 28 in verse 28. And he said to man, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. So the bottom line is that we can only get wisdom from the true source of wisdom, which is Jesus. So Jesus, in fact, is wisdom personified. We know that there's an oversupply of knowledge in the world, right? There's no shortage of knowledge. But there's a dire need of wisdom. The world is quick to point out quick fix solutions, self-help options. The world is quick to point out to self-acceptance and self-love as a silver bullet. The world gives us this refrain. It says, uh, dig deep within yourself and you will find your true identity. And then you can start to live your best life now. Now, nothing can be further from the truth, right? Finding our identity in Christ is the starting point to the discovery of wisdom in the full and pure sense of the word. So that's where we get it from. How do we get it? Well, the short answer is on our knees. Right? We, can, we should pray. We should talk to God, but we should also listen. Because it's a two-way street. And then read the word of God. We have a manual. And in that, let me share a quick story about Emmanuel with you. So last year, we did some renovations. Some people know we did some renovations at our place. And part of it was to renovate the kitchen and put in a new stove. So we put the new stove in. And I was going into the kitchen, and here Henya was in the kitchen pressing all the buttons, hoping for something to start working. Sorry, darling, to 
I say to her, my darling, please let's read the manual. Now, we have a manual, right, which we can read. So we don't have to go through life pressing all the buttons to see what works and what doesn't, trial and error and so on. We've got it there. But here comes the beautiful thing. If there's something in this manual that I don't understand, I can talk to the author. Sorry, Enya's showing me that my voice. Is that better? It's lovely to have an assistant in the audience. So we can ask. We can ask the author of the manual to explain it to us. And you're not going to end up in an auto queue, you know, saying you are caller number 20 in the queue. Your call will be answered. The creator of the universe is ready and waiting for your call, right? We must utilize that. But here's a word of encouragement, right? James 1 verse 5. You don't have to look it up. I'll just I'll read it to you. James 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, you should pray and ask God who gives it generously and graciously to all. Isn't that a comforting promise? Does this thing keep on sagging down? There we go. Thanks. Isn't that a comforting promise? So God does not say, um, okay, I hear your call for wisdom, but I'm going to play off your request now against your past performance to see how much wisdom I can give you. He doesn't say, it's fine, but I'm, I've got some preconditions here. Let's see what you have to meet before I bless you with wisdom. What he in fact says, I'll give it generously and graciously to all who call on the full wisdom of God. What a comfort. But wisdom can only flow from and through a relationship with our Savior. It's the feeding ground for understanding and receiving wisdom. It's the feeding ground for um, inculcating Wisdom and retaining wisdom is the feeding ground for applying and getting wisdom to be fulfilled in my life. Outside of a relationship with our Lord, we're literally grabbing at straws, right? We're convincing ourselves that the knowledge and experience we've gained on the pavements of life is enough to see me through life and make good decisions. But far from it, when left to our own devices, you know where that ends. And I'm reminded of a, a quote from the author Dostoevsky. If God is dead, everything is permissible. So to summarize how we can acquire, pursue and acquire wisdom, you can't really get wisdom. You can't really get it, but you can certainly receive it. You can't discover wisdom through reason, but it comes through revelation. We most certainly should uh, pursue wisdom through prayer and reading God's word. But most importantly, and I think here Paul beautifully encapsulates this, we've got to pursue wisdom by walking with um, Christ followers in a way that's bringing all things in relation with Christ Jesus. All things. And he summarizes this beautifully in Colossians uh, 1. So if we can turn there. I'd like to just share that with you, Colossians 1.
Colossians 1, 16 to 17, where Paul writes, For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So you see, when we do this, we come to a place of saying, um, God, um, I lack wisdom. Please give me some of yours. When we approach him in our daily lives, you know, four things happen. If we approach him in this way, right, because that's the foundation, because that's the source within the context of our conversation, relationship with God. He gives us the desire to do his will. That's the first thing. The second thing, he makes it clear to us that the goal and purpose in terms of his purpose for us, right? Then he gives us the understanding and discernment to make plans based on those goals and to make good decisions. But lastly, just to ensure that it doesn't stay in our head and hearts, it goes to the hands and feet as well, he gives us the fortitude to put those plans into action. That can only happen in that relationship that we have with, 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 with Jesus. So, so the question is, Lord, how would you use me today in a way that I can make use of your wisdom, right? So perhaps somebody needs to be comforted. Perhaps the beggar that I, that I, that I saw this morning on the side of the street has been set prov providentially on my path to cross my way today. Lord, are you pointing me to that person who's struggling with depression and anxiety because you know that I've been there? Maybe just maybe somebody's anxiously reaching out today for somebody to just listen. Could that someone be me? Somebody, somebody might be desperately, trying, uh, desperately needing healing or a word of comfort. So the precursor for, for God to use us in accordance with the purpose for us is wisdom and discernment. Now, let us not live life on autopilot. Let's be mindful. Let's stop. Let's listen. Let's understand where God wants to use us. We might be quick to say, hey, I need wisdom. But let's find ourselves in a situation where the use of God's wisdom can really come to fruition to glorify God and also to benefit our fellow human beings. At this point, I'd like to just change gears and look at some practical implications. And this is where I'm so grateful to have Mike and Louette with us today as well and Jeremy and, and Will. They're just going to share with us from the heart in terms of wisdom in their lives, right? There was no script. There wasn't a question, uh, 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 a briefing session. They will talk from their heart today. So if I can ask Mike and Louette first just to come up and share with us, and after that we'll listen to Merle and Jeremy. Thank you, Mike. see you all. Happy New Year. We can only do that for another week, eh? Then it's, then we're into 2022. Um, yeah, Pitch, this is almost like we're summarizing your preach because there was no discussion, as Pitch said. There was no interchanging of exactly what we were supposed to do. So we thought we would be clever and wise and come up with questions that we could ask each other about wisdom. So that's what we've done, but functionally the questions and answers summarize, I think, quite well exactly where Pitt's been. So here we are just reminding you, which is part of wisdom, be reminded. Can I go? 
So my first question to Louette, what sources can be used or where do you gain wisdom? Yeah, just as Pitch was saying, we, we need to pray for wisdom, we need to read God's word, we need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit ministering to us and giving us wisdom in situations and circumstances. So using our experiences um, to, to seek how God would have us respond in situations and, and circumstances. Um, okay, so I have a question for Mike. Um, what are the character traits of someone who has wisdom? So it's it's a list of which and character traits that most of us know about and are aware of, um, and I'll list them briefly. Humility, love, compassion, respect, understanding of the subject or topic. A wise point is don't go blindly into something that you are less knowledgeable on. Make sure you have the answers or at least the source of the answers, which generally is the Bible, um, also be prepared to say you don't know. So if somebody asks you a question, they're having a discussion about something important in their lives and they've ca called on you for wisdom, be prepared to say, no, I, I, I actually don't know. I don't have an answer. Let's go to the Bible. Let's pray about it. Um, so yeah, pride and, and this pride that gets in the way of thinking that you know everything tends to take a back seat quite often. My next question to Louette. Can we pray for wisdom? I think that question's been answered already. <laughs> we have to pray for wisdom. Solomon prayed for wisdom, and yes, we have to pray for wisdom. Um, can Is wisdom a gift of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> yeah, stop us in case you... <laughs> um, it would be because you've gone to God's word and calling on Jesus to supply you wisdom. The Holy Spirit is foundational in that communication. So very much yes. What is the purpose of wisdom? To make the right decisions in life, um, to apply our knowledge practically, discretionary use of knowledge for the greatest good, Wisdom transforms us from our old selves to the redeemed people that God desires us to be. Um, can you have wisdom without understanding? Well, my short answer was no. Wisdom requires knowledge and understanding. Um, my stupid example, and, and Pitch, I apologize for this one. So if NASA came to me in Cape Town and said, can we launch a rocket from Table Mountain? I'm not actually clued up to answer that question. So again, it comes to the pride thing. Don't jump in where you don't have knowledge or understanding. And my last question to Louette. <laughs> what does the fear of the Lord, what does the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom mean? For me, it's being able to stand in awe of Christ. Um, to really grasp who he is, which is very difficult. Without revelation from the Holy Spirit, we can't really grasp and understand who God is. But to stand in awe of him, to have utter respect for him, which leads us to know him and learn to understand him, um, which then leads us and guides us towards desiring wisdom. I think that's... 
Mike, last question. What are the benefits of wisdom? Um, wisdom that is gathered through God's word and counsel, prayer, um, being on our knees, um, it equips and protects us. It helps us to work smarter, not harder, um, and, and helps us live a life that is an example to others um, in the knowledge that, that God has provided the wisdom to make wise and sound choices. Thanks. That's us. Thank you so much, Mike, Lorette. Thank you. It's amazing. We didn't compare notes at all. Uh, lovely. Thank you so much. Jeremy Mo, thank you. Morning, everyone. My name is Jeremy. This is my wife, Mo. We live together, same house, everything like that. We also, you'll notice that myself and Mike, we wear the same caps. We're from the same group. Check it out. So, um, I come from a family of 10 children, and my father used wisdom to get the message across. So what he did, he was an artist. And my first introduction to uh, wisdom was a picture of two women. Just imagine I'm a woman tugging at a child. They were pulling this child. And there stood a king with a long sword, and he wanted to... And the woman, one woman said, no, please don't, don't harm the child. Because I wouldn't like the child to be harmed. Rather give it to her. And that was my first lesson in wisdom. And the children of Israel loved what they saw because they said, this man obtained wisdom from the Lord. And that's why he applied it so practically and so effectively. And the king said, that child belongs to that woman. He did not take out his books on the theology and philosophy and numerology to get to the conclusion. He used the wisdom from the Lord. So that was my first lesson in, um, what is the word? In wisdom, thank you very much. I'm just feeling a bit emotional in my left eye, so let me just wipe this. No, it's okay. That's fine. That's yeah. So that led me to understand that there are two implications of wisdom. There's the wisdom that's from above. James says the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, and full of mercy and full of good fruits, easily to be entreated. And then it also says it's impartial and sincere. That's the, the wisdom that's from above. Then the, it also says in Corinthians that the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. So there are two types of wisdom. So this leads me to a bit of wisdom that I saw at an at a, at a international airport when the boys were about, I don't know, six and seven. I'm not sure. But we just landed in America. And you know that feeling when you're just about going through? They've sniffed you out with the dogs and checked you out. And you get that feeling you're going to see your friends right now. That feeling just hit me. And suddenly, a sort of friendly um, uh, officer came to the boys and said, who are those two people? And with no hesitation, they said, mom and dad. I thought that was wisdom. First, I thought, what a cheek. Did, did he ask you? Did he ask you that because we colored? No. <laughs> he was wise, extremely wise. Then I also realized, when the boys were uh, about 14 and 16, I realized that they wanted cool clothes, you see. And we didn't want to buy it. Not because we didn't have money. There was loads of money in our house. That's a lie. <laughs> then, then what we did, I went to Mr. Price. And I bought clothes that sort of fitted me. But I knew it fitted them. I did not give it to them. I just left it in the house. And eventually I saw they were wearing Mr. Price clothes. <laughs> 
after that, it was a bit of wisdom applied my side. I, there hasn't been anything else. I don't know why I spoke about wisdom because it's not my forte at all. But let me tell you, the, um, uh, in terms of politics, something. Yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry, you have to stop him a little bit sometimes. Uh, but hello, good morning, everybody. Yeah, so thank you, Pip, for reminding us where wisdom comes from and, and how we need it. And yeah, I, I sort of, um, myself, I thought, I've been thinking about it this week, and wisdom is really when we respond in a way that pleases God and not ourselves. And a practical example for me is um, my, um, my f- mom died about 16, 17 years ago now. And a year later, my dad was remarried. <laughs> um, I hadn't had a relationship really with him, but I, fi- I felt like I'd lost my mom and my dad. And so I really had to search the scriptures for, you know, I'm a Christian, so I can't really live um, without being in a relationship with my dad. And I found that scripture that says, as far as, far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. And I said, Lord, really? I haven't had a relationship with my dad. They were married for 47 years uh, my, with my mom, and he's already remarried. Um, you know, how do I deal with this? And I really had to use that scripture in my own life. And I'm happy to tell you today that my relationship with my dad has been healed. It's 16 or 17 years, but I could have responded in a way that, um, that pleased my flesh. And I don't want to even think about where that might have taken us. So um, today my dad is 88. He needs my help now. Um, he comes over, we cook him meals, we, we do what we can. But um, as Pip reminded us, wisdom comes from God, and we can only do it in the strength that God provides um, and not in our own. So, yeah, that's my contribution. Well done, my darling. That's all you're paying us for, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jeremy and Noel. So, folks, yeah, let's... uh, Let's, let's, let's close the session. I would li- I'd like to share with you um, specifically over the last week, I just came across scripture again in John 17 verse 4. And you know what, maybe, maybe if I can say that would be a prayer for us, is to say in Jesus' own words, when he was spo- speaking to God, he said, I've brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Wouldn't be that be such a privilege one day if one, on one tombstone when you're departing this life, you can, you can have the words, I've brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And in order to accomplish this, we need wisdom. So it is a privilege sharing in, our, in this conversation with you today. I want to ask Neil um, just to close in prayer for us. And then... Uh, We'll give over to Grace. I think there's some coffee and so on for us there, which will be great just to have a bit of a get-together. Thank you, Neil. Hi, everyone. I actually thought it was quite funny that we were talking about wisdom, and there was a couple here right now where the husband was hogging the mic, (laughs) and wisdom in very different levels of knowing when to shut up, especially when your wife's looking at you and going to punch you in the head, so... I thought that was very, very good. Thank you. Thank you. We're just going to close in prayer. Father God, thank you for our time together. Thank you for the wisdom of your word, the wisdom of practicality in daily life, the wisdom that we pick up as we go along, 
much like our faith, incrementally working out things as we go. Sometimes wisdom is gained through tough times. Sometimes it comes as a gift. It, it stacks up, and perhaps as we get older, we become wiser uh, and have more wisdom. We hope that that happens. Um, we know that um, the beginning of, of wisdom is the fear of you, but we also know that the beginning of wisdom is understanding how much you love us more than your anger. We pray for your blessing over uh, our congregation this week and for the rest of the year. We pray that um, uh, you have two ears and one mouth and sometimes learn to shut up and listen and perhaps speak less uh, and provide more wisdom with our answers. We pray for those who aren't here at the moment. We pray for our families. We pray for your protection until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Vic, um, for sharing with us on, on